1: Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network and YouTube channel. This week, we're joined by Jarrett Bailey, covers the NFL on a multitude of platforms. He's the host of the Pump Fake Pod and the No Notes Pod. We are going to go into deep dive into the Super Bowl odds and what we can expect this week and this year in the AFC East it's about to go
0: this is the buffalo nerd sports podcast where we talk history of the game numbers and stats and each week we highlight a charity that's doing good if you haven't subscribed yet then you should because i'm sick this is this, this, this the, the real deal and you know i gotta shout out the buffalo Bill. turn it up to the max sit back and relax this is the buffalo nerd sports podcast let's go
1: Well, welcome in, everybody, to this week's show. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one because during the offseason, you hit this kind of lull where, you know, it's not a lot happening. It's OTAs. Everybody's mad. You know, everything's happening. This guy's going to sign here. This isn't going to happen. So we're all over the place. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to hang out with Jarrett Bailey. So Jarrett Bailey covers the NFL on a multitude of different platforms. He does a couple different podcasts. But what we're really going to use today is – the NFL betting kind of side of things. I want to look at some Super Bowl odds. The Bills have been getting hammered, apparently, at the books as the kind of top dog. So before we get into all that, Jarrett, what's up, man?
0: Welcome in. I don't know who you guys have to make these intros, but send them my way. Goodness, that of all the shows I've done, that was like the most fun intro I've. So that was awesome. By the way, I'm doing, but no, I'm doing good, man. This is uh, this is exciting. Uh, thank you for the thanks for the invite. I'm glad to uh, to be here. Looking forward to uh praising the name of the buffalo bills for the next little bit so it's be fun i love it so why don't you kind of just uh,
1: give people a little quick brief intro kind of a little bit of what you're about what you're doing
0: yeah i mean I, you touch on it a little bit i cover the league for multitude of sports illustrated sites uh the 33rd team uh, which is ran by former gm mike tannenbaum um and then fan cited as well usa today just i'm everywhere so uh, if you want to read my stuff, I uh, host two podcasts too the pump fake podcast and uh, a new podcast, which uh, I mean, I'll, I'll get into more at the end. It's called no notes premise of It's uh, just, I interview people without doing any research on them. It's just people talking for a little bit. Uh, so I'm excited about that. That'll be launching here in the next week on believe podcast. So yeah, if you want any of my stuff it, follow me on Twitter, I post everything there and you can hit my link tree as well. It's in my Twitter bio.
1: Yeah. So that uh, I was going to bring that up, too, because I think that's a cool concept. Just it's like two people meeting in front of everybody else. Right. Like, mm. by, you know, watching kind of live. So that's that's a cool concept. I really enjoy that. So uh, like we do every week on the show, before we do get into all the football stuff, we are going to highlight a charity off the top um, as the guest. Jarrett does choose the uh, charity for the week. So this week, Jarrett shows the Ronald McDonald charities. So why don't you go ahead, uh, Jarrett, and just kind of tell us a little bit uh, uh, about why you chose them.
0: Yeah, Ronald McDonald House in Pittsburgh, it just uh, provides a way for families to stay close to their children who are receiving medical care. Um, You know, they're committed to helping families, you know, lead happier, healthier uh, and more productive lives. It's really good charity uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, Cameron Hayward has been a big uh, spokesperson uh, for as long as I can remember. So just a really good cause uh, that helps kids and families throughout the city
1: yeah i mean and, and the cool thing about the ronald mcdonald house i think most people are familiar with them right they're in a lot of different you can find one in every city right so it's yeah. very cool and you know and Jared, he's in pittsburgh right you know so don't hate don't hate right away Bill's my family. Relax and give him a second here, you know, but so he's in Pittsburgh. So there's local organizations everywhere. There's one in Buffalo. There's one here in Sacramento where I'm at. So it's very cool. Um, real quick also too, uh, as we're, we're highlighting charities and just kind of the things that were taking place, I did want to make sure that everybody uh, that isn't aware yet, or hasn't seen it yet. If you are in the city uh, this week, you know, Saturday, June 11th, 1030 to noon, they're doing the March for our love for our lives in Buffalo, you know, uh, you know, just for, after what took place there, you know, the terrible happenings in the past couple of weeks. The the community is coming together, uh, and they're going to be coming together and doing a march. Starting it looks like Jefferson and Glenwood, and finishing at Jefferson and Riley Street. So if you guys are in the community and you're looking for something to do this weekend, there you go. So let's start out by chatting with, about the Super Bowl odds a little bit, because I I think this time of the year and when Vegas puts out these numbers there's not a lot that's happened yet. Like a lot of people, there's no injuries we're not, we're not seeing a lot of different movement. Right. So I feel like the Vegas who I take seriously is they, under, they know what they're doing. Right. Um, they're basing this on what they truly believe, right. The bills are getting hammered. So the bills are the top dog at plus 600. Nobody really close in the AFC. You got to go all the way back to the chiefs at a thousand. So that tells me Vegas thinks the bills are hot and heavy. Where, what, what do you think about the Buffalo bills?
0: Yeah, I mean, to me right now, they're the best team in football on paper. Um, the fact that you look, there's not really any holes on the roster. If, if there's one hole you want to point at, it's maybe the lack of a star running back. But even then, like last year, Devin Singletary became a big part of their passing offense down the stretch. Um, and they have a really complete running back by committee room. Um, so if that's the only hole that you can really poke at with Buffalo, I mean, they add Von Miller to an already really good defense, Tredavious White. Um you know, they drafted uh, the cornerback out of – his name is escaping me at the moment. Yeah, them, a, yeah, 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 so uh, the best safety duo in the NFL with Michael Hyde, Jordan Poyer. Um, really good front seven. And then, yes, they lose Cole Beasley, but then they replace him with Jameson Crowder, who, I mean, is younger. You can make an argument Jameson Crowder is probably just a top five pure slot guy when he's completely healthy in the NFL. Um, he missed a, a good portion of last year with the Jets due to injury, but when he's healthy, I mean, he's very good. He's really good in Washington. Uh, and then you know made some you know, made some happenings with the Jets. So um, I think when it comes down to it, there's a reason why Vegas is so high on Buffalo. It's because Josh Allen keeps getting better. Um, not to mention the fact that guys like Gabe Davis have emerged as important contributors. Dawson Knox has gotten better each season as a top 10 tight end in the league. Their offensive line uh, has improved so, Overall, there's not really many holes with Buffalo. They play in a division where they can rattle off wins like they've owned. The Dolphins haven't beaten Buffalo since 2018. Yep. That's They've owned Miami. I think New England's going to take a big step back this year. I like the Jets, what they've done in the offseason. I still think they're probably at least a year away from being like a wild card contender. I think they'll be one of those fun teams that are like competitive, but will finish with like six wins, but it will be a tough out every Sunday. I don't think that they're going to beat the Jets this year um so yeah if you're buffalo i mean i don't see more than one loss within the division um and then you look at the rest of their schedule um i don't have it in front of me i don't know if you would pull it up but overall this is a 12 win team minimum i think it wouldn't shock me to see them go 13 and 4 josh allen could be this year's mvp that wouldn't shock me either i mean he just keeps getting better um if there's a time for buffalo to win it's now because as good as they are they are also maybe the team with the most pressure on them in the NFL this season. So um, I think that there's a reason why Vegas has them so high. It's because they are very good. But with that comes, okay, you know, you got to back this up. There is a lot of pressure on Buffalo too.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with a ton of that. And I absolutely, uh, you know, for me, when it, when it comes down to it though, so if if I were to give you just, and say, hey, Jarrett, take your money and go pick. Is is Buffalo a team that you would really put your money on? Because you're getting you're getting the least amount of value, right? As the yeah. favorite, right? So you get the least amount of value, and you're putting it in what a, a, a people all across the planet think is a, a top contender, right? Right. But is it is it? It's one of those things, right? Where it's like, is it worth it? You know, as much as you love to do them, but I agree. Yeah. The Bills on paper 100 look like a phenomenal team. Front half of the schedule has got some things that could take place division wise. I think we're going to be OK. I agree. So part of this, though, for me is I, I want to see outside of where you are with everybody else. So the Chiefs kind of come in is like the next AFC team that everybody's there. Right. I personally thought that what they did on the back end by losing their safety duos, I, I like the cornerback that they were able to get. But I the defense doesn't feel that great to me. You lost Tyreek. You make some changes. Are the Chiefs really still the number two team? And would you be interested in putting any kind of wager on that?
0: You know my my mentor and my good friend Matt Virdham from Fansided. He's a, a big Chiefs fan, and he'll he'll tell me to high heavens that nobody wants to go to Arrowhead in January. They'll be fine, and look, they very well like. I agree. Nobody wants to go to Arrowhead in January. I get it, but to me, this feels like a gap year for the Chiefs. Like, look at who their receivers are. To go from having Tyreek Hill to now, you're going to be re- relying on Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is just going to be. Their underneath guy—that's what he was in Pittsburgh—and he's fantastic at it. Like he'll catch, you know, a six-yard pass and turn it into a twelve-yard gain because he's great at getting yards after contact. Marquez Valdez Scantling, Sky Moore. Like I understand, Mahomes is fantastic, uh, but having Tyreek not there anymore to just run past everybody—that's that's gonna show. I think, like I said, Mahomes is still gonna be great. They still have Kelsey, Andy Reid, and Bien-Ami, and the whole core is still there. So, but not having Tyreek there will hurt. And then defensively, like Tyron Matthew isn't there anymore. And I understand not wanting to give him another big contract as he's, you know, getting to the back nine of his career. So I get that they bring in Justin Reed from Houston. He's still, that's a good safety to have there. Um, But I mean, they also lose Travarius Ward to San Francisco. So it's, this is a very different chiefs team than what it has been and what we've grown accustomed to uh, in previous seasons. So um do I think they're a playoff team? Yes. Do I think that this is a team that I would bet on making the Super Bowl? No.
1: Yeah. And and I think the, the, what I found interesting about them being right there is kind of the next couple teams in the line that are right around there are the chargers and the Broncos, right. Who are both in their division. Mm -hmm. Right. So like how are all three of these teams supposedly like right there equivalent is it? So it's going to be so tight. It's hard to believe that the chiefs are still that team, but, now let, let's shift over to the Chargers. They've been proving you know, Herbert's going to grow. Uh, the team is really, really good. I think they have a lot of good pieces in the right places. Their defense has been a little bit of an Achilles heel at times for them. But I, I like what they're doing overall, and I think they're ascending while you've just kind of mentioned you feel the Chiefs might be dipping a little bit as well. Where are you at with the Chargers?
0: I feel like we do this every year with the Chargers, where we drink the Chargers Kool-Aid in the offseason. We praise how good they look on paper. Like, oh, my goodness, look what they did. They just traded for Khalil Mack. They, they sign J.C. Jackson, um, and then somehow they get in their own way and win nine games. I, I It seems like the Chargers, more than any team in the league, get in their own way, and I praise Brandon Staley for being aggressive at times, but there are times where he does it too much and it's come back to bite him in the butt. Um, so I'm going to keep drinking the Kool-Aid because it's hard not to with all the moves they've made. You look at their roster, it is easily a top five, top three roster in the league right now. Um, their rush defense was putrid last year. I think they had the second worst rush defense in the NFL last year. So that was kind of their big Achilles heel. Um, but when they're healthy, man, I mean, Derwin James is fantastic. Um, Bosa, you bring in Mac, who, you know, for, for as good as he was when he first showed up in Chicago, I mean, he's had trouble staying on the field and maintaining that same production. Hopefully being across from Joey Bosa kind of reignites some sort of flame in him and he can uh, pick up that production. Uh, but it's not just him I mean they've had guys like nasir Adderley who've become or who became you know vital parts of the defense they've got a lot of guys on that side of the ball um, Asante Samuel uh, as well. so they're it's a good defense and then offensively they get back Mike Williams, who a lot of people didn't expect for him to come back. they thought that he would sign a big deal elsewhere Keenan Allen, who you can make the argument is one of the more underrated receivers in football Austin Eckler's fantastic yep. so Uh, The Chargers, I'm going to keep drinking the Kool-Aid because it's eventually it's got to come together, right? Like my goodness. And Herbert just keeps getting better somehow. He's already one of the elite quarterbacks in this game um, and is only going into his third year. So I'm excited to see what they do. I hope that they can finally put the pieces together. Uh, and make it a playoff appearance because one, if they get hot at the end of the year and go into the wild card and play some team like Tennessee, I could see them doing that. Like If they play the winner of the AFC South on the wild card route, I could see them winning that game by 30, just going okay. off. So um, I'm going to keep drinking the Chargers Kool-Aid, and I hope I don't regret it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. And, and I think the Khalil Mack thing, will I I think it's a huge boost for them because it's even as a superstar, it's hard to play for a team that's not competing. Right. Like, I mean, when you're when you're in Chicago and just nothing is happening, Nagy's just terrible. The writing's on the wall. It's like this is just and then, you know, there's going to be a shuffle. So I think he's going to come in and be the player that everybody really thought that he was. And it's going to really help that defensive out. Excuse me, the defense out. So the next one, though, that everyone everyone's loving. Right. And they're getting all the praise because. Russell Wilson's just gonna turn it all around in Denver. Uh, they have a great wide receiver, trio, excuse me, wide receiver trio. Uh, you know, they have good running backs. I think they're a very competitive football team, but are you buying that Russell Wilson still has enough to take this type of team to the next level, especially with who he has to play?
0: Yeah, I think Denver's gonna be in the mix. Um, I think they will be a playoff team. I think it's going to come down really to them in Los Angeles in terms of who wins the division. Like I could be lower on the Chiefs than many. I still think that the Chiefs are probably a 10-win team, and it wouldn't shock me if Denver and the Chargers both win 10 or 11. So um, they're going to poach off each other, and I think the odd man out is going to end up being Vegas. Um, but no, Russell Wilson, I think he's going to come in feeling reinvigorated, kind of like a, a fresh start, new sense of life almost you look at the guys that he has at his disposal, I mean, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, like those are four guys that are maybe the, I'm trying to think at the top of my head if there's a better top four, just in terms of depth and receivers, because they go four deep, um, but you know, they dealt with injuries last year, Hamler got hurt, Uh, Sutton has dealt with injuries in the past, so um I think for all of those guys, having a quarterback not named Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or whoever the hell has also thrown passes for them in the past few years, like Case Keenum or who, whoever they've had as week one starters, I think will be good for them as well. Um, so, yeah, when you bring in a future Hall of Famer like Russell Wilson, you look at what their defense has, too. I mean, Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in football. Um, Their secondary, though, a lot of people are a little bit concerned about their secondary in terms of their corners. Like Patrick Sertain is very good, but they don't have a lot of depth behind him. Bradley Chubb is really good, but he's always hurt. So there is a lot of caveats that come with Denver. Um, I don't know, man. Something about it, though, I feel like the fact that Denver has fallen up into two Hall of Fame quarterbacks also (laughs) kind of of pisses me off, by the way. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing them. I think they're going to be very fun to watch um do i think they're going to be as good as you know the year we're manning through 55 touchdowns no but i think that this is going to be a team that is going to it's going to be a hard division obviously like that is the most stacked you can make the argument that's the most stacked division in nfl history like that is ungodly what that gauntlet that all four of them are going to have to try to run um but i think Denver's is going to be right in the mix i think they will be a playoff team um and then it just kind of depends on you know the hand that they're dealt when that time comes but i I do like Denver this year. I think Russell Wilson does, you know, step right in and play well. Their offensive line got a lot better last year too. Garrett Bowles has turned his career around, um, which is good for them. So, uh, are they a perfect team? No. I mean, there's definite holes, um, but there's a lot of things that a uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback can mask.
1: Right. And I, uh, when you brought up that they've done it before, I was just getting ready to hit out to like, well, the last time they tried this, it worked. Yeah. Right. So like you almost have to like buy into it a little bit because I, applaud, I
0: applaud, John Elway and George Patton, acknowledging that they suck at drafting quarterbacks and just saying, let's just go get another one. Like yeah. we can't do this.
1: As soon as somebody will give us theirs, let's just take yeah. them. It, yeah. You know, right. Like that's the new game plan. Mm-hmm. So, the next couple I find interesting, and I think, I think the, the, the Browns are at 1,800, right? They're at plus 1,800. And to me, this only feels like this is based off of Deshaun Watson playing, and I don't think Deshaun Watson is ever going to play. Do you see it any, any differently? Do you think this number sticks with the current roster if it's just Baker Mayfield or he even says no thanks and they have to bring in somebody else?
0: Before all of the happenings of the past few days, I would have said, okay, they'll suspend him for half the season you know, eight games or whatever. He'll come back. Um, now if he plays it all this year, that's a horrible look for the NFL. Like they cannot let him play. So for Cleveland, I'm completely out on the Browns because mm-hmm. who's it going to be like, is it going to be Baker? I don't think it's going to be Baker. I-, I think Baker is perfectly fine going somewhere else and just kind of having like a rehab year, even if it's as a backup or just wait a little bit. If a quarterback gets or like, every year there's going to be a guy and we don't like, like knock on wood. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but there's going to be somebody who goes down um, and they, they're going to look around and say, Hey, you know, Baker can keep us above water. Let's trade for Baker Mayfield. Um, so if I had to bet who it's going to be, it might be Jacoby Brissett Who's going to be the guy taking the snaps in Cleveland. So um, I'm completely out on the Browns. Like even if Deshaun Watson does play, that's so much noise going on there that I just don't think it's going to work. Um, so, I'm very much out on the Browns. What do you say what 1,800?
1: Yeah, plus 1,800.
0: Goodness. I, I would imagine those get adjusted or they just get taken off the board here very shortly because eventually that other shoe is going to drop. Um, Mike Tenier actually said on Stacking the Box the other day uh, that they're probably just going to wait till like 4th of July weekend when everybody's just having fun with their family. Right. She's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're suspending John Sean Walton. Uh, yeah. Just so nobody, like, they're going to try to do it at a time where the least amount of people as possible care at that very moment. That way it just kind of flies under the radar. But Mm -hmm. I do think that that other shoe will drop sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I found interesting about it is behind that, you got plus 2000 at the Bengals, right. And which is, so this is the team that was just in the super bowl, right. They're they're behind the Browns all of a sudden. And I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Right. And, but, that, that threw me off. And then the one that I actually kind of am intrigued about is that plus 22 is the Colts. I, I do believe that they're a, they're a football team that they're missing things, but they're also a team that if you get in the playoffs against them, they're capable of they're beating you at the right moment, right? So that, that's kind of like one of the outliers. If you had to take one outlier, AFC, NFC, who's, who gets your money today?
0: If I had to take just like a flyer on a team, um, first of all, the Bengals being that low is outrageous. That's what Can I talking about thought. that I mean, for a second. What the hell is that? Like the the bank. What happened got, to
1: them, right? The Bengals what happened? Got, they got
0: better. Right. <laughs> like, so they go way down the board,
1: right? I'm like, I was confused. I'm like, why are they down there?
0: I think a lot of people were drinking the Deshaun Watson Kool-Aid, and that's understandable. But they look at what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase did last year when Joe Burrow was running for his life. Yeah. This offseason, they built a brick wall in front of Joe Burrow with all their uh offensive linemen signings. Um Imagine what he can do with time. Like, I, in terms of like dark horse MVP bets, I don't know what Joe Burrow's odds are, but I bet that they're pretty solid where you could probably take a flyer on his MVP odds. Um, if there's a team in each conference that I would take as flyers, oh man, I'm going to get so much hate for this. In the <laughs> NFC, I've been very, very bullish on the Washington Commanders this offseason. Okay. Okay. And I'm known as the guy on Twitter who just loves Carson Wentz and will back Carson Wentz till there is no reason to back him anymore, but everybody wants to point to the Jacksonville game last year in week 18, where, but he played bad. He played very poorly and they lost, but you know who else played poorly against Jacksonville though? Josh Allen. Josh yep. Allen played horrible. He played worse and eh, maybe not worse than Carson Wentz, but they put up six points against right. Jacksonville in Jacksonville. So like, and Justin Herbert played horrible against the Texans. It, there's a reason that they play the games. Like anybody can beat anybody yeah, any given Sunday. Exactly. So, I think that judging him based off of a Week 18 performance when he played fantastic against Tampa Bay and a game that they very well could have won, played fantastic against the Titans, a game in which the defense kind of blew for him. The game against Baltimore on Monday night, everybody talks about Lamar Jackson's performance, which, by the way, was fantastic. Carson Wentz played the best game of his life and threw for over 400 yards that day, and nobody talks about it because their defense blew a 23-point lead, and nobody talks about how great Carson Wentz played that day. He had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Washington won seven games last year without Chase Young and with Taylor Heineke. No disrespect to Taylor Heineke. He's proven himself as, you know, a high-end backup in this league. But that's a big right. upgrade that they're getting at quarterback. They drafted Jahan Dotson. Their defense is still – their front seven, man. pain, Sweat, Allen, Young. They have um, Fuller and Jackson at the corners. Uh, if Cole Holcomb can keep taking steps forward at linebacker, like – this is a team that both sides of the ball, I like them a lot. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, who they signed from Carolina last year. He only played one game because of injury. I like Washington. I think I think they'll win the NFC East. They might be able to win a playoff game, but this could be one of those seasons where they just ride a magic carpet and somehow get there. I don't think they're going to, but if I had to take a flyer on a team, they would be one of them just because you know I like Carson Wentz and I think that it would be really fun. I More than anything, I would love. I'm one of the games I'm looking forward to most this year is when Washington goes to Philadelphia. I want the Commanders to win by 90, and Carson <laughs> wants just to run around Lincoln Financial, go to go to the 50 yard line, and just do a quick spin thing like they do in figure skating with his middle fingers in the air. Just yeah, you wanted me awesome. out. And there you go. So I, I'm hopeful about the Commanders this year.
1: Yeah. I, I'm in. I'm in that boat with the Colts a little bit because I think Matt Ryan is capable of being behind a, a line that can stand there all day and block, and he's got a wonderful running back. So that'd be kind of my flyer. Well,
0: that's one that I'm iffy on because, like, as quick as they were to run Carson Wentz out of the building, are we sure that bringing in, you know, 800 year old Matt Ryan is going to be the end? Now look. Matt Ryan has been on some god-awful Falcons team these past few years, and he has done everything he can to keep them relevant, and I hope that, they are succe- that they're successful. I think they'll win that division. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill guy. I don't think Mike yeah. Rabel's a big Ryan Tannehill guy anymore. Like, I think yeah, that, I don't think
1: anything's happening in Tennessee that's positive right now, really.
0: I think I'm going to keep an eye on that whole Malik Willis thing because it would not shock me at all if he's starting at some point this year. Yeah. Um, the fact that they don't have AJ Brown anymore, that offense is going to be Derek Henry or bust like great. You drafted Traylon Burks. He's not AJ Brown. So right. good luck to you, Tennessee. So, Indy's an interesting one. I don't know if I would be confident. Like, I love Frank Reich. Their defense is quietly, very good. And Jonathan Taylor's fantastic. Um, I just have a hard time betting on a team whose number one receiver is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's good, but they need more. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So real quick here, I want to shift over a little bit and hit the AFC East because obviously I think you've pretty much the way you're talking the the belief is that the Bills will be the team, right? They're probably going to win the AFC East. They got them at 11 and a half wins. If I'm giving you a choice, are you going over that or below that?
0: Oh, I'm hammering the over. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's over. Um, I think. I have to pull it up real quick. Actually, I will. Um, I did. I do two of these every year. I started this last year, so I'm making it kind of an annual thing. Where after the day of the schedule release, you know, once the draft and free agency has already happened, I'll do game by game predictions then, and then I do one after the final week of the preseason as like my final one. So for the first one, I want to say I had them winning 13 when I went game by game. Yeah. Um, Here I go. Yeah, 13 and 4 is what I have them at as of right now. So I would hammer the over there. and again, I would have to go back and look at their schedule just to get a full grasp of it, but I already pointed out everything about them. They're they're as close to a perfect team as you can get right now on paper. There's not a lot of holes. Their division's going to be at least 5 wins. I don't think Miami's going to beat them. I don't think New England's beating them. For some reason, the one that comes back to me is the Jets because for some reason the Jets have given them fits a few times in the past few years. Like that 18 to 12 game a few years ago, remember that? Yeah, I think yeah. it was 2020 or 2019 where somehow they only put up, was it six field goals, or do they score touchdowns? Yeah,
1: it's always the division, right? You you can't ever count out the division. No matter what's taking place, who's doing what, it's still the division. Something crazy or stupid can always happen in division, for sure. So let me ask you then, so we got Bills at one. If you're picking who takes second in the division this year, who do you take, and then I'll tell you what their total is.
0: You know, I did this last year. I might have been a year early. I might take the Jets.
1: I actually am on the same boat as you. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to be stunned because I, I I Miami's done a ton. I get it. And, and it. and it should work, right? It should work. Everything they've done should work. But it's still Tua. And for some reason, I just feel like Zach Wilson and the younger guys extending up there are just in the defensive-minded. Co- like, I just feel like something's funky is going to happen. So if you say the Jets, their total is five and a half.
0: I would say over five and a half for the Jets. I think I think they'll get to at least six. I I I have
1: that feeling myself too. I feel like they're a six or seven team. They're going to win six or seven games somehow, some way.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're not going to be a playoff team, but they'll be that fun team that everybody enjoys watching because Zach Wilson's just going to say to hell with it. Elijah Moore's down there somewhere. Let's just let it fly, and he'll have games where he'll like go for like three twenty-three, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and they'll lose like thirty-seven to thirty. But it'll be a fun game to watch. So I think Zach Wilson is going to take a big step forward. I love what they've done offensively for him. Defensively, there's still stuff to fill in, but Sala I think has proven to be at least so far. I mean, it's only one year, but he's proven to be a good hire. Um, So yeah, I like the Jets this year. And again, I'm going to quote my, I'm going to quote Matt Vertoram a lot here, but every time I try to tell him that the Jets are going to be good, oh, he'll just go in a tirade and just say, it's still the Jets. Nothing's going to happen. He's not a Zach Wilson guy. It is what it is, but. Uh, I'm buying into the fact that Zach Wilson is going to have a very progressive second year. And uh, I like what I see from them. So yeah, the jets at I, I six wins feels good. Seven wins. If everything goes well, a, a matter of fact, in the first iteration of this, I had them going seven and 10. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat. So David Reed popped in, he said, Miami. So if we're leaving the other two, who finishes at the bottom half,
0: I feel, who's like, out, it's, who's out? I feel like it might be a tie. Um, as good as, as everybody wants to point out, Belichick, He's, he's good enough for however many ones. Well, a few years ago, they went seven and nine. Um, so it's not as if Bill Belichick is going to just keep accounting for teams going to the playoffs. And he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's the greatest coach of all time. However, all good things come to an end. Eventually they're going to have Matt Patricia calling plays this year. Colt Matt, Patricia, yeah, I don't
1: get it. Yeah, Some just...
0: combination of him, Joe judge and Bill Belichick are going to be the play callers. And look, Josh McDaniels, I think it gets a little bit overrated, too, because he had Brady for a long time. And then when Brady left, we kind of saw what McDaniels was, which is just kind of an eh, an you know, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So having Mac Jones getting play calls from Matt Patricia, throwing to you and I at receiver, <laughs> I know. handing off to whoever made your background graphic here. Like, there's nobody on offense for them whatsoever. Ramondre Stevenson, I'm supposed to lose my mind for him. Plus, their defense, like their defense, is old. They're not very good on paper whatsoever. Belichick will get them like games that they, sh- a few games that they shouldn't win. I don't see them winning more than seven games this year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is the year they fall. And so both Miami and New England are eight and a half. And the, I, both
0: of them are hit. I would, I would bet my. I don't have a mortgage, but if I had a mortgage, I would bet it on the under.
1: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent on the under on New on New England. I, I think this is like a five win season if they don't pay attention to what's taking place over there and everything you're hearing from out of the gate is nobody wants anything to do with the offense right like it's it's all terrible before we even got started and belichick's great and all and i can we can agree with that but we've seen him be bad too it was a long time ago but that was he had a hall of fame quarterback in between right so i mean we'll see what happens but
0: i think there's a very good chance we've already seen like the peak of mac jones i I think that's kind of what he is is just okay he'll make he's accurate he doesn't test the test defenses downfield. He'll make sound decisions. He's not going to win games for you with his arm. He's just kind of like, like a Jimmy Garoppolo at best guy, case Keenum at worst. Like he's got a high floor, but a very low ceiling. I think that like ends up being kind of off- like a
1: in Detroit last year, right? I feel like, like that's I, a good way I like it. I feel like that's what's going to happen, right? Like, we're going to like watch a, that offense. Like, right? a
0: Jared Goff, like, almost – I feel like he's less athletic Mitch Trubisky, where he's just kind of <laughs> what he is, you know? So, yeah, I'm not high on New England whatsoever. I mean, like you said, nobody wants any part of that offense because who the hell's there?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, they brought in – last year they brought in two of the best tight ends in the league and they both disappeared, right? So, it was like, what the heck's going on?
0: Yeah, Hunter Henry was good for, like, four catches a game and he would get a touchdown, but, like – I don't know man like their receiving room is arguably like between them and Baltimore the worst in the NFL. It is awful. Like I get they brought in DeVonte Parker, he's a really solid number 2. DeVonte Parker is not a number 1 in this league. Jacoby Myers like I'm I'm not going crazy about anybody that they have on offense.
1: Yeah, I agree. So we're we're up against it here on the time, but I want to ask you one last thing because this has kind of been a hot topic. I'm I'm a little. I've been seeing it go both ways. So you're the Buffalo Bills this season. You get to watch Dawson Knox and Edmonds both have knock out of the park seasons. You have to pay both of them next season. Who gets your money, Edmonds? Edmonds, you like Edmonds,
0: money. yeah, because like, look, tight ends in this league, I feel like are becoming. Outside of the top five, all of them at some point, or not, you can just kind of take one. It's like kind of like fantasy football quarterbacks. Like okay, outside of like you know the big five, you you have a quarterback, you're pretty set. Um, I I like Dawson Knox. I do. I think the improvement that he has shown um, in stereo with Allen um, in these past few years is great. Um, I would not pay him before I paid Edmonds. So uh, is that by the way? What is up with Bills fans just hating? tremaine edmonds i i'm don't understand this this concept i love tremaine edmonds
1: it's and and i'm i'm on the fence of he's a great player but he has not he has not really pushed it to the next level i don't think yet and i think that's really kind of only the hang up right when you think of some of these other big time linebackers you see them flash a ton right and he just he hasn't had that flash really yet and i said this premise if they both had their best seasons right if he if Edmonds were to have a season similar to last year. Knox excels to another top C type of season again for a tight end. I'm a little more on the Knox side of things because I think our defense is stout enough to fit a linebacker piece into what we've been building. And I like seeing that long-term, like the Gronk Brady, you know, the Mahomes and Kelsey, you know, like some of that really works, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting that mafia is all over the place. Uh, get rid of Knox, get rid of I and mean, keep Poyer over both. Like it's, it, it's getting crazy. Right. But it's what the off season all about.
0: Yeah. And Buffalo's financial situation is going to be interesting over these next few years because they've still got to pay. I mean, I don't think they're going to pay Jordan Poyer. Yeah. Just, I, I haven't just, been on that. Just because, you know, Hyde's already there. They're going to have to eventually pay Tredavious White again. Uh, there's so many things they're going to have to go into it. Allen's contract is going to eat up a lot of that cap space. So, That's what I'm saying, you know, it's kind of, it's not now or never per se, but there's a lot of pressure on them this year.
1: Yeah, I and I and I agree. And that's kind of where I've been. It's going to be very interesting to see because you need some guys to take some discounts and then you're really going to have to hit it right on some of the other pieces. Right. You know, that's how it goes. So. All right. So we're up against it. That's going to do it for this uh, this show this week. I really want to thank Jarrett for coming on and hanging out. I hit him up last minute and I was like, hey, man, I see you do like Mm -hmm. a thousand shows. You probably have no time, but you want to come and do another one. And he was like, yeah, sure. No problem. So Jarrett, why don't you go ahead and shout out where everybody can find you and anything you got coming up?
0: Yeah, anything that I do, I'll post it on Twitter at Jay Bailey, and folks also follow me there. Um, uh, article for the thirty third team, which actually fits into this because I talked about why the Dolphins are going to be kind of taking a step back this year. So go read that um, stuff. For actually, the Bills on Sports Illustrated, Forty uh, Nine ers stuff, Steelers stuff, just kind of all over the place. Um, USA Today stuff, which will be coming soon, um, and then the latest edition of the Pump thick will go up. I talked about that whole PFF top 10 coaches thing. I did my own list, um, dove into a little bit more Miami stuff because I kind of won in conjunction with the uh, the piece that I had released. Um, and yeah, no notes. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, grateful to everybody and believe who, you know, I pitched the idea and they said, yeah, that sounds awesome. By all means, run with it. So uh, the first episode uh, will be with uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com If you're a wrestling fan, you know who Sean Ross Sapp is He's arguably the biggest name in wrestling media right now um, So I'm looking forward to that That will release at some point Probably next week, if not next week, the week after We'll be recording it next week And then episode 2 is also in the works I'm not going to quite announce it yet Because it's not like official, official But it's pretty close to being official So I'll tweet that out when it happens But yeah, uh, no research, no notes It's just people talking, kind of getting to know one another And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So the pump fake pod, no notes, both of which are on believe. uh, So go uh, follows as well. And like I said, all of that can be found following me on Twitter at J Bailey NFL. So you do just a little bit. Just a little bit,
1: just a little bit NFL coverage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Just a little bit. So I got to tell you, man, thanks so much for coming on and hanging out. It was a blast. Uh, Your wealth of knowledge. I enjoyed your input and your view on things. Uh, It was a great time having you on the show. And of course, everybody, make sure you guys do head over to rmhc.org to check out the Ronald McDonald house. So you can find one in your local area. If you're in the Buffalo community this weekend, they're doing the, you know, the walk for the lives of Buffalo. If you can check that out on Saturday. All right. And of course, Go Bills.
0: Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!